You're listening to Not Another Origin Story, the comic book movie podcast. I'm your host, Pogues, and I'm joined by my co-host, Ben Chapman. Hey, how's it going? It's, it's going, Ben. How have you been? Uh, I'm good. Uh, I'm happy to be back to a mini-sode slash episode every, you know, bi-week schedule of events. Uh, significantly better than a four, <laughs> four-week raucous marathon of terrible Fantastic Four movies. Yeah, it's definitely, definitely a little better. <laughs> Don't feel quite so obligated to watch trash, although I've watched as much trash probably and this it's, month it's nice my to, own free will. It's nice to come off a, a good movie as well, you know? Yeah, sure. What movie did you just see? Uh, Deadpool. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just mean we riff on every movie that comes through the gates of this podcast. But I think what, what people don't realize maybe is that we lo- we like a fair amount of them. We yeah, just, I mean, uh, it'd be insane if all we did was like. I mean, how interesting would it be if we were like, boy, that Deadpool sure was great. Yeah, yeah, we have to tear into them, <laughs> uh, whether it's nitpicking. Looking, Small jokes, or it's critiquing an entire plotline in a in a worse movie. It's it's always more fun to slam and 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 do some mild critique than it is to just yeah just glorify a movie for an hour and fifteen minutes. Yeah, it's not really as interesting as you think it would be to listen to people talk about something they enjoy when they had nothing to do with it. Like it's it's a hard sell sometimes. Yeah. Uh, speaking of favorites, we do have some uh, a, a readdressing of our list to get to later in the episode. But as yes. always, up front, we want to let those listeners know what we're going to do next. Our next film will be – we decided that Marvel has been – thank you for the drum. It's going to sound real great in everyone's ears. <laughs> I, mean, I don't even know who picked it up. Uh, <laughs> we, are gonna, we decided that Marvel had kind of been – We've done like six Marvel movies in a row, so we wanted to head back to DC, and we picked the classic, an easy-to-watch film this time. Uh, we're going to watch Constantine. It's on Netflix, so if you have Netflix, you can watch it for, you know, technically free. Uh, yeah, so that, that'll be good. You can steal your aunt's or your mom or your uncle's Netflix account, ex-girlfriend, just log right back in, just call her up. Pretend like you're interested in getting back together and just borrow that Netflix password and then block. Wow, Ben has a very <laughs> jaded view of relationships. <laughs> uh, but no, no, I, I think it's it's good to pick a movie that people want to uh, a would like to watch because uh, it's been a while since I've seen Constantine, but I don't remember being f- furious about it. You know, I, I remember thinking. Huh, they base this off a different Constantine than the comic book I read. Sure. That's pretty much what I remember. Yeah, but what came out was a perfectly okay movie, I want to say. I'm not I don't know. Probably, it's I too hard. It's too long ago. It. Yeah, I don't think I've seen it since I saw it in theaters. Maybe I've seen like part of it on TV. Uh, we did just watch the trailer. We, we had talked about maybe dropping it in, but it's more of a visual trailer, so... There's a lot of just text appearing on the screen. Yeah, it did, it did remind me how much they went with less of a trickster and more of like a superhero. Yeah, a yeah. Superhero than like a like clever trickster talking his way out of stuff, which or just like a homeless man. Yeah, it, I always got the I always I know he had a place, but it always felt to me like John Constantine was homeless. Just a really suave homeless man that he just walked around I, going from pub to pub, hoping yeah. that no one realized he was homeless. Just just sold bolt his soul to the the two angels of death, so he could stay alive forever. You gotta do what you gotta do, man. Especially you gotta do you find you... out you got cancer. In fact, there was a scene in the trailer where he's um he's chasing Rachel Vice. Is it Vice or Weiss? Whatever it is. It's 
Rachel Weiss. She has been gone for a while. Like seeing her instantly, I was like, oh yeah, her. Yeah, um, you were like, I forgot. She used to be in garbage. She used to be in a lot of garbage. Uh, she was being like yanked through a uh, skyscraper, and Constantine was chasing her with like a like a like a, a, a shot, crucifix, a crucifix, a crucifix gun? shotgun. Yeah, yes. I was like, what? That's very. <laughs> I forgot that. I forgot all about that. And then the scene where he gives his like little tech buddy gives him a thing, and he's like, "That's Dragon's Breath." He's like, "I thought you couldn't get this anymore." And then he proceeds to waste like yeah, five seconds worth of it. Wasted. Yeah, but then there was stuff that did work, like him, you know, recreating an electric chair with a pool of water and a lamp, or like, or like you know, entering the the underworld by like doing things in a hotel room. Like that seemed more Constantine, more like low budget occult shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Anyway, I'm excited to see it. I'm excited to rip it apart like we do everything, and I'm excited about our guest. Yes, yes. Well, I have not actually asked him. Well, well I'm going to assume he's just going to say yes. If he, he doesn't, be it surprised. Will be shocking. And it could, be, if you're listening right now, it could be you. It could be you. And if you are listening right now, since this is a mini episode, it probably is you because there's only one person who listens. <laughs> yeah, we're we're about six minutes into a, to a mini episode. It's got to be you. The only one today. <laughs> Anyhow. <laughs> Anyways, so uh, let's hop in. We did have a couple of uh, of notes and corrections to go over for the film. Uh, our our new faithful listener, SoundCloud Pal, who keeps sending me messages, informed me that I read their numbers wrong. Ooh. So this should be the right one this time. User 657965446. I don't know, guys. I'm not going to lie to you. My handwriting's not great. But <laughs> let's assume that's right. Uh, they sent in a few little tidbits that were kind of interesting. Uh, they wanted to point out that the writers of this movie are the team that wrote Zombieland, which I did not know. Of, De- of Deadpool writers? Were Zomb- yes, of Deadpool, yes. They oh, wrote I... Zombieland. And oh. G.I. Joe Retaliation. So they're like 50-50 going into <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. Although now that you say it, the humor in Zombieland kind of feels reminiscent in Deadpool. Yes. Huh. Although I found Zombieland to be the funnier movie, so let you know, think about that for a little bit. Sure. Uh, Ryan Reynolds was allowed to. He was given. I don't know. He was allowed to revise the script with the writers, and the cast were allowed to improvise in scenes. So I think that answers our question as to why there are so many fucking references to Ryan Reynolds in this movie. I feel like he went in and was yeah. like, "More, more references to me." That also kind of explains uh, uh, how we kept talking about how some jokes one minute would be like would seem really clever, and then the next minute it would be like really like lame, like like low hanging fruit joke. Yes, I, or just like a joke that was full of the f word for some reason. Right, that seems like it kind of lines up because you got the jokes written by I don't know which one it is, but either the improvisers or the writers wrote like one thing, and then the other people were just sort of whatever came off the cuff. You end up with sort of a mix. How about that? All right. I think, I think that makes sense. Uh, this is a correction to tell me I was wrong and you were right, Ben. So oh, shit. Yes. Uh, although it's never referenced by name in the film or any emblems, that is supposed to be a shield helicarrier in the final scene. Yes. So you were right. Uh, this, this was a fact that just seemed insane. Uh, the girl who played Negasonic Teenage Warhead, Brianna Hildebrand, Trained in Muay Thai for a few months for this movie. Why? Didn't she, she do that? She doesn't want. She doesn't even hit anybody. Nor does she do Muay Thai at any point. I feel like she figured out she could take Muay Thai lessons and write them off on her taxes. <laughs> <laughs> she just said it was for a movie. 
And then this last one was something that I find insane, mostly because I cannot figure out why anyone would give two shits about this at all. There is apparently an internet debate about what year this movie is ta- this movie takes place in. Because he makes a really dated reference to a no longer, like a now defunct WNBA team. People are like, this movie takes place in 2006 or something. But the question is, why the fuck does it matter? Like, who, yeah. who sat down and was like, what year do you think this takes place? I mean, clearly it takes place in present day. And I think what you're, I, I don't know if they were just trying to justify the fact of several very dated jokes. If that was like people being like, no, no. The reason he brings up things that haven't been popular in five years is because it's five years ago. Maybe it's funny that Deadpool's just kind of out of date. Like, he's just sort of, like, out of step with pop culture a little bit. I don't know. Yeah, it's. I, anyway. just, I was surprised that there are people debating this. As yeah, that is odd. As why anyone would care, I do not know. Uh, that, that's the end of the corrections we had, although I feel like there was something else. I do know uh, a certain listener who posts a lot on SoundCloud. Uh, whose name may rhyme with Bolty, uh, was not a fan of our opinion of the movie. (laughs) (laughs) Again, uh, harsher than we need to be, generally. Yes, yes. I don't think he was upset with us, but there there was very, you know, the last couple of episodes he hasn't posted a huge amount of comments, and this one he posted uh, a lot of comments. I like that that Schulte is sort of like our our third co-host at this point. Yeah, just online. Yeah. Yeah, just 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 a delayed host. Like he's always there to offer commentary to be brought up in the minisode. I appreciate that. I dig it. I dig it. Now, Ben, I just sent you a link. Yes. Skype. This is a window inside the magic, folks. I there's a there's some comments on this episode. I just wanted. I thought I'd let you read these comments. Why don't you go ahead and open that up and just read some of the comments that are on that page? Oh 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 boy, we got we got blasted by Dick Butt. Yeah yeah we did, Ben. Wow, that's that's uh that's a lot of comments. What is it like like forty comments? I believe it says it's fifty some. It's on a mini episode. That's an interesting choice. <laughs> yeah. That's an interesting choice. I don't know if this means we've made it or not. <laughs> I'm really excited about it. <laughs> there are so many, and it's not just like they just posted dick butt. I think my favorite one so far is fingers crossed, butt cheeks clenched. Yeah. Wow, I, I didn't even get that far. Mm-hmm. Yep. So there we go, folks. Uh, if you're really bored at work, check out the uh, Rise of the Mini episode, uh, two episodes back, and and just savor Dick Butt. <laughs> dick Butt approves. Whew! All right. Well, that's been uh, that has occurred, and that was yeah. Uh, that was comments brought to you by the, or the Dick Butt uh, edition. The lack of instantaneous quips you're hearing from me is because the Pogues just dropped that on me organically in the podcast recording. Oh um, yeah, I didn't want to tell you. In God, no, that's perfect. <laughs> that was quite a surprise. Yeah, so go check out uh, uh, Minisode sixteen point five. <laughs> you can see what we're talking about. Just see some sweet, sweet dick butt. All right. Well, uh, I think it's time to update the favorites list. Well, real quick. Oh yeah, we'll do that. You're right. Never mind. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because I'm right. Yeah, that's right. I'm sorry, guys. Sometimes you know, I I just like to try to assert my dominance in the uh, podcast. Do I need to remind you about the helicarrier? Uh, I think oh. I'm right. Yeah, never mind. He wins, guys. Just let me hear, let me let me hear you tell me I'm right again. You're right, Ben. You're so right. 
So, uh, we're talking about favorites. You had that queued up way too quick. I feel like you've been just waiting for the moment since we Look, started this. I, I want to buy a smartwatch just so I can have that queued up on it at all times. And only that. And then just play that whenever I do something successfully. You understand? Yeah. Yeah, I, okay. I we're on board. All right. Let's hope the podcast picked up that sound. Because otherwise we're going to sound insane. I think it did. I think they know. Uh, right. yeah, so let's talk favorites. I, I don't know, do you want to give me your bottom five first? Start at the bottom and work our way up? Yeah, yeah, alright, let's go. Uh, my bottom five. Starting, starting from the worst. Starting from the worst was Catwoman. Okay, bottom is cool. No, no surprises there. I was gonna say, I have a feeling we're gonna agree on that one at least. Uh, well. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, second, I had four, Rise of the Silver Surfer. Okay. I, that was a tough one between, uh, you know, the wor- the third worst one, which I had AVP, I really had to sit down and be like, which one would I rather sit through again? And I was like, I just don't care enough. That Fantastic Four movie is so boring, even though I think it's shorter. <laughs> yeah, I was like, it's at least one. something yeah. happens in AVP. At least there's uh, like a couple of fight scenes. Uh, then I said The Punisher and then Fantastic Four 2015 which I was just not a fan of. I found it very boring. We are close. So bottom five for me, I actually put Rise of the Silver Surfer right at the bottom. Really? You would rather watch the basketball sex scene in yeah. Catwoman again? Because I can laugh through the stupidity of Catwoman. Yeah, um, but can you laugh all the way through it? But I could. I could. But especially when you get to you get to finish on that fight with, uh, what's her name, with Diamond Hands. Sharon Stone. Sharon Stone, Di- Diamond Face Sharon Stone. Ridiculous. What I couldn't handle was uh, Rise of the Silver Surfer being incoherent, uh, the worst of all like the, the, the mistakes they made in that franchise, jammed in the one movie, and then fucking flying around on a surfboard, Doctor Doom. It was too much. Too much. Um, but don't worry, right behind it, on the uh, second from the bottom, is Catwoman. Okay. Then the Punisher. Similar. Oh. Uh, and then actually the, uh, uh, the first Fantastic Four uh, for number four, and then the newest one. Wait, you have AB, AVP higher than those three movies? I do. I Holy do. shit, I thought you hated Alien vs. Predator. I, I, I do hate Alien vs. Predator, but I, I find it less boring, despite how stupid it is. Those Fantastic Four movies were dry. They, oh, they are, they are not great. Painful humor and bad plot. I, that, that fell to the bottom for me. I could, I could hate watch AVP one more time, I think, but I don't think I watch those Fantastic Four movies ever again. Hate watch. You know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, no, I enjoy that. That's the way you wanted to word it. All right, then, let's see. So we've got uh, five. Why don't you go ahead and tell me what's your next five? You can go first this time. Well, as you predicted, AVP is right above it, uh, uh, taking that number 12 spot. Uh, Then comes Time Cop. Funny. But kind of bewildering and wandery and just not as much fun as a B-movie rewatch, though it was fun the first time. Then the Roger Corman Fantastic Four break in in the number 10. Because that movie, genuinely kind of adorable. <laughs> it was Wait, that of... was that was your number 10? Yeah. Wait. Oh, number... Yeah. Okay. I'm going, we're going up from the bottom. Don't worry. <laughs> Yeah, okay, okay. It would be pretty confusing if I thought those... No, I, I realized when you said number 10, I was like, Ben, you didn't give me 10 movies. And I was like, oh, right, he's going in reverse order. So, yeah. I'm with you. I'm with you. <laughs> with me. Um, then I got X-Men, and then I've got Superman. All right, now this is interesting. Okay. All right, my, my I guess, sixth worst was Superman. I just don't think I could watch that movie again. Okay. I know that's probably a very unpopular opinion. I think because, just that origin intro was enough for me. Be, yeah, because of the little boy. 
Oh, come on. Come on. Let's get with this. Let's get with this. <laughs> I'm going to just always bring it up, bro. Right. Move on. Uh, then I listed – this is probably where people will be shocked. Fantastic Four 2002, I listed above Superman and the Roger Corman Fantastic Four because, wow. obviously, like you said – I kind of like that Roger Corman. Plus, both those movies are way shorter than Superman. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, then I listed Time Cop because is that movie was so bad that I found it like enjoyable to watch. <laughs> yeah. And then I've got X Men, which. So we're, yeah. we're 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 juggling with the same films more or less. Yes, I think so. Okay. All right. Well, now we're down to our our, our top uh, uh, seven. So I guess we'll just fire them off, right? Yeah. So uh, in the seventh spot, I got The Crow. Okay. Uh, uh, then I've got Batman, uh, 89, of course. Wow. Uh, uh, a, a beautiful film, bad narrative. Not the best. <laughs> no payoff. Um, then I've got Deadpool. Mm-hmm. Then I've got Hellboy. I feel like you're going to hate me for having Hellboy so high up in my number four. No, but I like that. Hellboy. I genuinely think the casting was solid straight through – and uh, it had a good arc. Um, then I got Spider-Man, as much as we knocked it. Pretty classic superhero origin story in a movie. Uh, really efficient with getting a story across. I thought it was really impressive in a rewatch. Then I've got Batman Begins. Again, we knocked the fuck out of this one. But going back to watch wow. it again, despite the gigantic origin story, I still think it's a solid film. I'm a big fan. I am shocked by what you must have as number one, then. Scott Pilgrim vs. The World. Yeah, that is... That is a level of insanity that I feel like needs to be institutionalized. Sorry, buddy. I just enjoy it. I listen. That to is that is shocking. A lot. Uh, I I I find it poorly paced a lot of the time, but I I think a lot of the intent. I mean, Edgar Wright just uh, he just does it for me. Uh, about you it. know, there's a just kind of off topic. Uh, I think the guys from Honest Trailers did Scott Pilgrim like a week or two after we did it. Yeah. And uh, apparently, the original filmed ending, he goes with knives in the movie. So they, the original ending would have made sense for the oh, movie. Oh, wow. Which explains why the ending that they changed it to so it would match the comic does not make any sense. Yeah. So yeah. that's something, I guess. Interesting. All right. All right go me, ahead. I got, Give uh, it for seven. This, this, you'll probably dislike me for this, but I have Deadpool as my number seven. Lower than I thought, but I'm not too surprised. I think of, of the three of us last episode, you were the most critical. Yeah, it's not that – I will say it's not that it wasn't a bad movie and that I didn't enjoy watching it. It just feels like a movie that I have no interest really in ever watching again. Fair enough. You know what I mean? Like it was far right, but I just don't really care that much. You know, if I had to watch it, I would be angry, but I'm not going to go out of my way. This leaves me really curious about your number one, number one, actually. I have no idea what it could be. I didn't think it was Deadpool, but I, I, I don't know. I'm trying to think of it right now. But I'm, I'm, go ahead. Right. Go ahead. Well, next would be The Crow. Okay. Which uh, – this, this area was kind of hard between The Crow, Deadpool, and X-Men. The Crow was a surprise for me. I'd go watch it right now. I, <laughs> I, I enjoyed it. Like, yeah. In retrospect, I enjoyed it more than I did, I think, like looking back on it. I'm like, I could sit through that movie one more time. It was Absolutely. Pretty, pretty weird. Uh, then I have Hellboy, which it's a fine movie, as you said, but as a huge Hellboy fan, it was a big letdown for me. Not so surprised? Not surprised. That's what makes it lower. Then I've got Scott Pilgrim. Okay. Which, 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 which number is that we at here, Scott Pilgrim? Uh, Scott Pilgrim would be four. Number four? Okay. Okay. We top three. Oh, interesting. So... Scott Pilgrim, another thing that I'm a huge fan of and felt like the movie fell short of capturing a comic. I think if I had never watched, if I had never read Scott Pilgrim, that movie would be much higher for me. Sure. Or if they had kept the original ending. Uh, so that makes number three uh, Batman. 
1989 Batman. Not wow. a good movie. Really tore it apart. Number three. But in retrospect, I still really like like the design of it is enough for me to watch. Awesome. Yeah. No, I definitely can't argue with the design. Uh, number two for me was Spider-Man. Okay. Yeah. And then number one was Batman Begins. Batman Begins. I will say those two are so close together for me on this list that I had a hard time actually picking. Now, doesn't this feel weird to you? Because I feel like we were super critical of Batman Begins when we did the episode on it. Like, I felt watching it almost like I was mad at the movie when I tried to analyze it. Um, But then, like, going back through which of these movies I would sit down and watch again, like, Batman Begins was right up there for me. Yeah, exactly. That's where, like, when movies, like, when I got to a point where I was like, all right, I know the movies that I hated and why I hated them. But I was like, what are the movies that I really enjoyed? So I, that's how I ended up doing it was like, well, on a scale of if these movies were on TV, like, all at the same time, which is the one that I would probably watch? Right. And that's how I went with it to sort of be like, yeah, I'd be more likely to watch Batman Begins than any of them. I think there's just, a, like, such a, 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 a genuine touch from Nolan on that one. There's just like a, an amount of like appreciation for the comic with enough, uh, st- with the fur, fur, uh, uh, um, a big enough step away from the actual material to not just be mimicry, which is the mistake a lot of these movies make is they try to mimic the comic, which is very hard and almost impossible to do in most cases. And even if you succeed, you just get accused of making a visual cut of a, a static medium like Watchmen. Yes. Uh, uh, yeah, we should talk sometime about that. But Nolan really pulled something kind of fresh out of Batman without stepping dramatically away from the source material. I mean, it's pretty damn close to a lot of those books. So that's a kind of a magic combination that just works. Even if some of the narrative breakdown is a little bit clumsy, a little bit top heavy. Yeah, there's definitely some things in it. I don't like, but the Spider-Man movie, there's some stuff in there that I don't like either, but I I would say Spider-Man is in that same vein of being like not a complete recreation. Right and being different enough that it's still interesting. And I don't know. I mean, I know that movie is not very good, but there is something about it where I'm just like, man, that was really like for a comic book movie. That's still like one of the best representations of a comic book movie. Yeah. And it, and it got through the beats of the origin story fast enough without losing you. I think we were all surprised by that, how quickly it ripped through the origin story. I think it was almost like 20 minutes in and we were done. We yeah, I forget. Not, it was pretty quick how, it was pretty how quick. efficiently they had done it. And, and then 20 versus... minutes for both Spider-Man and Doc, uh, not Doc Ock, but uh, uh, Green Goblin, I think. Yes. It, yes. Was, pretty yeah, it was pretty quick. It was amazing. And it didn't feel rushed. So I got to use Spider-Man credit. Unlike Fantastic Four 2015, which was like an hour and 20 minutes of origin story. Or Batman story. Begins, which was like a solid 65 minutes of origin story before we even saw a suit. There is also a possibility that my love of some of these episodes, the recorded episodes color my remembrance like <laughs> yeah i had so much fun doing the time cop one that i almost feel like i think time cop was a better movie than it was and if i sat down and watched it i'd be like well this isn't as funny as i remember it like i think i just remember the podcast being so enjoyable that maybe it, it elevated it i don't know absolutely well if that was true the crow would be higher up for me because that's a personal favorite of mine that was a good episode too all right well uh that covers it that's oh yeah that's that's your new list make sure to uh, uh update the list that you have written on your bedroom wall yeah, I know you guys like to keep track. I just thought we haven't done that for a while, so that'd be something good to do on the mini-episode. Uh, we've watched quite a few films at this point. Uh, real quick, too, let's just go over some slight comic book news before we call this episode done. Deal. Uh, friend of the show, Kenny, sent uh, linked me and in, in the show a Facebook post that Warner Brothers says that the Flash and Aquaman movies they plan on making are not going to contain origin stories. That is... Bold move. It is, and it'll either, you know, as a podcast that 
is known for its dislike. You know, the title itself tells us that, you know, sometimes we just don't care about an origin story. I think that it is not a good decision. Well, it's for me, it's split because the Flash... I couldn't tell you his origin story, to be Depends honest. Depends on which one, but basically one of them. It's actually in our uh, our logo. He gets He's carrying some chemicals and gets electrocuted. That's right. But that's not the most famous origin story. No. Most, I, most people would probably struggle to recall any of them. Most, I believe the one that's like the most, the current one is he just created a serum that lets it run real fast. Right. So him, you get that he runs fast, and you'll kind of understand his powers as he goes. I could see that working. But Aquaman is a tough pill to swallow. <laughs> I also feel like with Aquaman, he's like in the same vein as Thor. And if you look at the first Thor movie, it's not really an origin story. It, right. They, they don't show Thor being born. He's already Thor at the beginning of the movie. And then the movie is sort of like you have to regain the mantle. Like you have to become the person that Thor is supposed to be. And that's an interesting story because it's not technically an origin story. True. But it has all the sort of the, the tropes of an origin story. It's also very boring. Yeah, I am not a fan of the <laughs> But yeah, like Aquaman, I mean, you have to establish at, at like Atlantis exists yes. and that he's a person from it and he controls sea creatures and he then comes to land. I mean, there's a lot to dig into. That's a bold one. That's a bold well, one. here's why I think it's a mistake. And, uh, and this, is why, this is where I think DC is going wrong all the way. Batman versus Superman. This is like their big play. You know, it's not shocking that it happens to be coming out the same year as Captain America Civil War. This is sort of like their go-up movie. You know, they're like, well, you know, Marvel's doing a superheroes versus each other. We'll do it, and it'll be the start of the Justice League. Marvel's storyline works because you've had, you know, Iron Man for, what, six movies? Five movies? Right. Captain America for four movies? Yeah. You, you like, these characters are not just one-off characters. Like, this Batman is just a Batman in this movie, you know, Batman versus Superman. You don't know anything about him. He, he didn't have his own solo movie. So you have no connection. It's not like it's the Christian Bale Batman where at least you could be like, oh, all right, you know, I kind of, I kind of care about that Batman. I don't know anything about Ben Affleck. And I think that's what they're, they're trying so hard to rush to get to where Marvel is now that it's, I think they're going to lose what Marvel has, which is a series of characters people genuinely care about because You've been watching movies about them for, you know, going on almost 10 years. That's just my point. That was no, it. No, that, <laughs> that checks out. I mean, honestly, I think I think, I think think what you said that made the most sense was that they're trying to catch up to Marvel. And they don't have time for an origin movie for both characters. And then later get into, like, a, a really good one or something. Yeah, so, that's where they might be. Like, And then but, my point is, like, if you're going to make the movie anyways, if you're going to make a Flash and a... Aquaman movie, why wouldn't you just make them origin stories? They like, bet you benefit by skipping to movie number two. And we've seen superhero movies pull off a solid origin in 20 minutes. So you can do it. Like, And, and I mean, not to mention, like you said, I mean, if, if you go with the Flash, it's an accident. That's like a 15 minute scene inside of a movie where you're introducing all the characters to begin with. Right. Because, you know, the second movie, the benefit is I already know who all the characters are. I know Captain America is. I know who Black Widow is. I know who Nick Fury is. I, you don't need to introduce them in the film. They can right. just appear, and I'm like, oh, I got it. He works for S.H.I.E.L.D. now. In the first movie, you have to explain who Captain America is. You have to explain where he got his powers, the setting that he lives in. If you just go straight and you're like, this guy runs really fast, I'm like, well, what the fuck, man? Where, <laughs> where was he during <laughs> that? He loves the country. Thing? He loves yeah. our country. I'm like, that is a lot of just like – and then what's the benefit? 
Like, yeah. I get from jumping ahead. So I know we do like origin stories, but we mostly dislike really long origin stories. If you like the origin stories, yeah. At least do the Batman 1989, where they just tell in like a quick flashback in like 30 seconds. Right. Yeah. And that, fight, that that origin story is like five minutes. They're like, oh, yeah, you killed my parents and I went crazy. Most of the early superhero movies had very scant origin stories. Yeah, super quick. Anyway, speaking of super quick, this episode isn't, so. <laughs> it never is, bro. Uh, our last thing, real quick, I just wanted to go over. You saw the Captain America Civil War trailer? Sure did. I liked it more. So good. Uh the moment where Captain America... I mean, I know it's a trailer, so it's all edited up, so who knows when they're actually saying this stuff, but the part where Captain America says, I could do this all day, perfect. Yeah, uh, and it, 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 it obviously had Spider-Man in it, which is a big deal, and I know people don't like it. it, it he felt a little CGI-y, which I get. He did seem a little... I, he, it's, but what's weird is, that's a dude in a suit. It, like, it, it, he's not CGI'd. Yeah, yeah I know, like, I know. really poorly color-corrected is what it looks like, is they just were like, no, oh, we're outdoors, make him look bluer. Uh, adjustable adjustable yeah yeah uh i I almost feel like that's the only scene where he's gonna look like that and it was the scene they wanted to use without showing him doing anything in the movie and they were like "Eh, fuck (laughs) he kind of looks weird but what i like is that civil war felt in the first trailer like it was just like four dudes against four dudes you know what i mean it felt like this doesn't seem like a civil war it feels like just a slight skirmish this one just I don't know what it was about it. I think it it, it referenced more people. It showed the Ant Man Hawkeye like duo action. It just it felt more like teams coming at each other. And I was like, here we go, here we go. And yeah, I was instantly more committed to the film than I was before. So I'm excited about it. I'm yeah, on board. I was gonna say it looks good. Black Panther, you actually got to see him do some stuff. He looks pretty cool. Yep. The movie makes more sense now because it appears as though they're building some sort of, you know, they can't use the negative zone because they don't own it. <laughs> so they're building a prison in the ocean, which is basically, I guess, the negative zone. <laughs> but it seems like that's going to be the thing that sets uh, Captain America off is like the imprisonment of superhumans. Yeah. Probably without trial. So it looks like there's more to the movie than the original trailers. I don't, I did not like the let's all run at each other shot. I thought that was really goofy. Gotta and have them. I hope that was just in there for the trailer. Gotta have it. I like. I really hope they were like, we're just gonna film this. It's not gonna be in the movie. Like, I think we're just putting this in just shit. for. That's <laughs> classic superhero shit. You gotta have it. You gotta I mean, have. I mean, it's so silly because one of the people running is Hawkeye. Your movie. Well, that's why did he run towards somebody? Yeah. In the Avengers, it's like 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 the Incredible Hulk and like Iron Man are like jumping off of a like a log, jumping into a battle, and it's like. Why is Hawkeye there? <laughs> like, why isn't he hanging back in cover or sneaking up on a bunker? Like, why is he doing a cartwheel? <laughs> True. Yeah, why well, is he, like, running around firing arrows? <laughs> yeah, like, that's not really his armor. Scheme. He's giving the guy, like, a bulletproof vest. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, uh, I think that'll cover it for a particularly uh, robust minisode. God, they're almost always 30 minutes anymore. We can't <laughs> get away from it, Ben. Can't get away from it. All right, well, we'll see you next week for Constantine with a guest who I can only assume listen to this so if he did you should probably just send me a text to let me know if I fucked up by saying you were going to be the guest by not actually naming you <laughs> <laughs> well, see you then <laughs> see you then <laughs>